Today's episode is sponsored by our very good friends over at Neural DSP. If you're completely unfamiliar with who Neural DSP are, they make guitar and bass plugins that cover a wide range of tones and styles. Anything from the crisp cleans of a Tone King Imperial to the rich leads of a Soldano SLO. There's also the Archetype series, which is essentially signature amps made by some of your favourite artists. So whether that's Tim Henson of Polyphia, Pliny, or our very good friend, Rabia Massad. If you like the sound of all that, you can get a 14-day free trial over at neuraldsp.com on any of the plugins that they do. Um, and even better than that, you can get 30% off if you want to buy some or all of them or just one uh, using the code music is everything at their checkout. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Music is Everything podcast with me, Matt Hornby, and my very, 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 very good friend, <laughs> Andrew Groves. Hello. Andrew, how are you and what are you excited about this I, week? I am um, coming off of a, a week of cold, so apologies if I sound a little hoarse and maybe potentially sniffy, um, but I've got my time back. My child has successfully transitioned to kindergarten, so we're living, we're living the reverse week dream. Weekends during the weekday and then back to the slog on the weekend. So that's been um, a bittersweet pill. But actually, something that I've... It's something that, you know, when there is something in your life and people are like, ah, check it out, you'd love it. And then you don't. <laughs> I know that feeling that's, very well. Yeah, very well. we all do it. I, ho I, ho I think we all do it. I don't know if there's a subset of humans that we all do it. Yeah, I think, yeah. I think, I think so, yeah. right? Like, I famously have a, a relationship with a, a good friend of mine where I recommend him something. And then years later, he'll come to me and be like, oh my God, have you heard John Frusciante? <laughs> and I'll be like, get out of my life. What? Don't even talk to me. I've literally been sending you stuff for years and he'll come to just, me as just in, just john for stuff. exactly but as in i was trying to think of something that the viewers would understand <laughs> as as being so um uh so uh synonymous with our relationship but yeah like just always happens so in my life recently um and i think most people this is usually a conversation that's like oh have you ever watched like any kind of anime or whatever. And people are like, oh, I've seen the Studio Ghibli stuff. And, or like Spirited Away, I think is about the ground zero for, for most people. Um, and it was the same for me for a long, long time. Um, until literally like last week. Um, and so, yeah, feeling a little bit sick. I had nothing else to do. And the I think some people maybe with more knowledge myself i think the entire studio ghibli collection is on netflix and oh cool yeah i think it is so in iceland anyway and this might be my, my time to shine well it's it's a very um a technically i mean obviously technically it is anime in the same way that so is the simpsons if that makes sense but mm -hmm. it's a very soft transition um, but there are lots of, and again, um, assuming my sen 
for anyone here who are going to say, oh, but there's a lot of kind of B-sides to the classics that I was familiar with. Um, and loads of that I just was like, oh, I didn't even know that existed. And was always a little bit ab- apprehensive. I was like, mm, not really sure about the title of this one, et cetera, et cetera. And so I just never really bothered to to, to watch it. But recently, not only has my son taken a huge liking to it, which is quite unusual like for him to really pay attention to it. Um, but yeah, we've just been working our way through the Ghibli stuff. And there is something just so there's a few things in the world that I think have actual magic in them. Okay. For example, dark side of the moon, that, that, (laughs) that record has actual magic in it. Like it's actual, Mm -hmm. all of the circumstances around it. There's just something about that record. As much as Roger Waters would like to re-record it. Um, it's just baked in there and unexplainable. I think most people can kind of say it's unbelievable in, in that sense. And technically, mm-hmm. it's nothing special in that it's just some songs on a record and that's what they're sure. doing. But the sum of its parts is one thing, but there's something else in there that's just, it is a magical record to listen to. A little it, sprinkle of fairy dust. Yeah, and and, and, and and that's not, oh, it's a really good record. Like, it, there's a magic in there. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, just watching these films, like, nearly every one of them just has this wonderful, wholesome, like, magic, like, actual magic, as in, like, this kind of believable yet yet unbelievable circumstance, like kind of seemingly humdrum and and and, and very much, you know, I, I feel without knowing too much about the goings on, seemingly based around kind of this childhood, uh, 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 kind of um, this childlike experience of the world. And, and I can kind of, you know, and it makes you very... Um, it makes you really understand being in the shoes of a kid being sent out into the countryside for the summer and left to kind of let let their imagination kind of blossom because, you know, there's sort of everything and nothing there, if that makes sense. Nothing to do, but everything to see and, 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 and explore. And yeah, every one of them just, A, obviously the animation is incredible, but just the storytelling, it's so wholesome, and so, yeah, like there, there, there's just a, like a heart, a heartbeat to it. That there's just mad. Like I just wanted to be in the world. You know, it's it, it's like a mm-hmm. there's something like the world building is just you know just so alluring. And it's there's such a like almost a nostalgia to it. It feels like it feels like like almost like you're remembering them. You're not watching them. That's, that's how it feels like, you know, I feel like you're remembering your childhood vicariously, maybe through some of these, sure. uh, uh, um, some of these films. That's very cool. That mm. is very cool. And, it, and basically it's just, it's, 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 it's funny how this happens. Okay. What I'm excited about is on a similar theme, okay. but I'm not going to stop. I'm not going to stop you there if you want to continue. No, I've just, just, <clears throat> I, I paused on a lot of them and I was very, you know, Totoro 
and Ponyo and and uh, uh, some even like um, uh, like we'd seen um, yeah like Princess Mononoke and stuff like that like like ones that were, were not A sides but ones that I was more familiar with I'd seen them and and I'd seen sure. um, you know figures about them I'd seen literature about them on the internet or whatever um, but yeah I'd only seen Spirited Away till. Um, till very recently and I think I think we've nearly seen all of them and there's a few that kind of deviate like The Wind Rises that's like more sort of autobiographical-ish uh, uh, film um, but most of them kind of again sent around this this amazingly yeah, vivid like childhood landscape and, and, and it's just magical enough it's just it's not unbelievable okay it's just um it's just it's it's just hiding behind the surface, which I think is just a beautiful way to approach that stuff because, like, that that's where magic should live. Do, do you know what I mean? Like, it, I, I think I think I'm in agreement in that. Well, that's that's where I find it kind of uh, palatable is probably a bit strong, but uh, accessible. Mm. Like to use a really perhaps a bad example, but a good example for me in that Harry Potter. Mm. was uh I liked that growing up because it was based on a life I could kind of somehow relate to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A very very British normal thing. And then the magic was like an, an add-on mm -mm -mm. uh where you could kind of you could imagine that it was real. Mm. Is similar? Yeah, yeah, yeah. As in I think that's like I say it feels like a, a child has has written it, you know, or like or it's sure. come from like I mean we've all had things where like when I was a kid, I used to think X, and I think that feels like that that vein of 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 exploration feels kind of very much at the heart. You know, like I used to think that though I used to think, you know, I don't know. I used to, you know, maybe you were scared of something. You know, like you were scared of the toilet, you were scared of the whatever. You know what I mean? Like I used to think that was always like a witch, or my dad said this was, and you believe it. You know, it's kind of. Mm -hmm. An Easter Bunny, Father Christmas, like, you know, two fairy, maybe, maybe not Father Christmas, but Easter Bunny, two fairy kind of vibe to it. Like, it's just believable. And again, it's always like just out of sight. It's never in plain view. It's kind of under a stone kind of thing. And, and, and kind of, and kind of in, uh, in, in sequence and in, in, in sync with what's going on around it. It just makes sense. It's like, there's so many things that we explain away in different ways and, and, um, mm -hmm. and, and they say, Oh no, no, you know, like that's why that is. It's a little creature that lives under a rock and it, it tidies it up for you or whatever. Um, nice. so yeah, are I they just, all, just recommend it. Are they all, um, like film length? Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Like good. 90 minutes kind of. Vibe. I would say in and around. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely there. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think pretty sure all, all of them are films and like, you know, there's, there is, um, I know there's, I know there's like, they're kind of meant to be officially over. And I think his son is now kind of developing films. I think there's going to be a, 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 a new release on that side of things, mm -hmm. but I, I can't remember the name for the moment. Um, but like the, um, it's going to drive me insane. Um, I will, I'll put it here. Um, cool. Who did your name and weathering with you, um, and I think Suzume maybe I think is is the one coming out. Like, there's loads of really cool film length um, uh, animations coming out that are again more 
akin to a a film kind of thing mm-hmm. um and certainly these ones are, are a lot more kind of modern the, the animation style is rather than this very traditional kind of drawn style it's it's just a it's just incredible i couldn't like, i've literally got books of just the backgrounds um of literally the artist who draws the backgrounds for these wow. films because they're just so inviting you know to 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 look at um but yeah, it's, there's loads. There is loads out there that isn't necessarily, you know, your your cartoon length anime kind of thing, if that makes sense. Like the, the film okay. side. But yeah, I just 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 a PSA really to say, check them out. If, like there was loads that just stopped me pressing play, you know, and and whether mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I don't know, and there's one, you know, about a pig or something, and I'm like, oh, I'm just not really into watching that, and then. You watch it and like, oh, that was incredible. I can't believe I didn't, you know, whatever, you know. Can't believe <laughs> yeah, I didn't yeah. watch that or whatever. So, um, Matt, what are you excited about? I am excited about, in, like I say, in the same kind of vein about uh, childhood-like connection. Mm. Um, this is a, it's a very, I'm trying to frame this perfectly. So I finished watching a TV show uh, yesterday. Which I've mentioned on here before. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and in a compound effect and a, a strange parcel of, uh, I don't know whether it's the TV show finishing has made me want to tie up some other loose ends. But uh, equally, I'll talk about that first because that tied up loose ends by finishing. Mm-hmm. Um, the show is This Is Us. And six seasons. It's about a family, an American family. Um, it's very long. There's great character development, great intertwining stories from all times in their lives. That's my synopsis. Mm-hmm. I, so they tease the ending like reasonably early. Okay. So you kind of know what's coming. Um, and I'm also, I'm always a bit worried when there's, you invest that much time because each episode is like, it's an hour plus ads. So 45 minutes uh, or an hour, including ads. And uh, there's, I think there's like, there's a, somewhere between like tw- 15, 20 episodes per season. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of hours and the character development's really strong. So you invest a lot in each character. You see them, they annoy you, then you like them again, and they grow on you in different ways, and you invest so much uh, goodwill in the people, mm. and you want them to succeed and, you know, get there. Mm. And that's what it's all about. Mm. It's all about the journey of life, which so, which is pretty synonymous, pretty relatable. Mm. Uh and yeah, but I'm nervy when it, there's an ending because I know that there's got there's going to be a, a one last minute. Mm. There's going to be one last five minutes. Mm. There's going to be one last half an hour. Mm. Like, what is going to happen? Like in the last second, like is it going to be good or is it going to be? I'm, I didn't watch it, but you know, I I heard the cries of everyone who watched Game of, the Thro- Game of Thrones, sure, and, uh, all around me, just wailing about how bad it was mm. and. I don't think it was quite as revered, but I watched Dexter. Terrible ending. Terrible um, ending. 
Just rubbish. Terrible. And then I watched the, I watched the kind of, I think they did a like coming back to say sorry little uh, follow-up series. Oh, I haven't seen which that. Which was okay. That was okay. Mm. Uh, they, I think they basically went, oh, it's not really finished, so let's try and finish it. But it was huh. a bit of a like, a wet it's ending. like if, it was a bit, yeah, it's a bit like, yeah. you know, giving you cold seconds to make yeah. up for a shit dinner. It, it should have ended after old, um, the thingy killer, the, uh, uh, oh, the who's the, the actor? Bay Harbour Butcher. I, don't know, the, who's the, whoever the, Big tall actor was in Third Rock from the Sun. Oh, I don't know, but that old or young? Old. Uh, the something killer. The other oh, grey hair psycho guy. Yeah, and I mean, we're not going to. I mean, you know what? I it's can't remember. Set. If you've not, you've, <laughs> if you haven't seen it by now, there's going to be a spoiler. Here it comes. The spoiler. Five, four, three, two, one. You know, at the end of the episode where he kills his wife. The very like he thinks uh, he kills the, the guy, thing. and then he comes home and he realizes that the guy's already killed his wife. Yeah, that should have ended it. That's it. It, it should have been like soon after that. I thought it was a good idea. They set up the things. I think old he when his sister found out that's a good thing. Yeah, but they should have just killed it then. Like it, 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 it ran its course. You know, mm-hmm. Dexter does this. Dexter and it was long that. as well. It was long. Like ages of series. Yeah. The Ricky Gervais model is a strong model in that it's like two, three seasons, then a Christmas special or something, get out. Leave yep. it great. Or the Fleabag model. Unreal. Is that, is that, is that done? It's done, done. Until wow. she thinks... I can't remember the ending. It's amazing. Uh she thinks she said she's uh, Phoebe Waller-Bridge said she wouldn't do another one until she felt that because the character's kind of based on her she yeah. wouldn't do one until she was much older so could be another one but in you know 10 oh, 20 years or something that's the kind of um what's the thing twin peaks model sure which yeah. which i think is but yeah it's it's very it is it is uh it's amazing how you can you know garner that much goodwill and positive feeling and then ruin it in like a <laughs> second yeah. um which is which is why i was really worried and but i'm not going to give any spoilers because this seems like a, a show that although it's been around for quite a few years now not many people seem to know about it mm. uh, maybe this is in our age of there being a lot of choice um but it's flown under the radar a bit but Oh man! Oh, it's, it was heavy, really okay. heavy, but really, really good. Okay, just it was just classy. It, yeah, they tease it, which I think is a nice thing because it kind of manages manages your expectations a bit. Mm-hmm. You're not in for a shock. You kind of know what's coming, so you prepare yourself. You kind of you see where it's going a little bit. There's some little surprises and some really good news. Like and for me. It just, I was like, that's just, couldn't have asked for more. Okay. That was great. That's, and, uh, that's great. Yeah. Very, like, very weird, actually. You know, it's just, it's very, like, self-reflective and self, it's very knowing mm. in, because given the nature of the show, it's kind of about life mm-hmm. and it's kind of about beginnings and endings, mm-hmm. right? Like life. Mm. And that's that's the substance of the show, very universal. So in 
presenting a beginning a beginning and end i feel like they've already got a head start because that's what it's about sure so it's very natural that the ending of a show is it's like just more of the subject matter sure so you do see it coming because it it just frames it but it it was just done in a such a such a nice way nice yeah and now we're going to take a short <laughs> five minute intermission while i just cry a bit whilst i remember it <laughs> Yeah, seriously. um, Yeah, weighty, weighty. I think Um, the ending is everything. I really, I think, you know, we said it before, but I think kind of um, sticking the landing really is almost more important than the beginning. I think, I think the, I've, you know, I've watched, I've even watched things that I necessarily wasn't gripped with Mm. but then I got to the ending and the ending was so good it completely changed the way I thought of uh, the rest of the film or the series or whatever like you say adversely you know like you know there's been many series where you know you're really there and you're really into it and then you know they don't stick the landing and or they kind of drag it out too long and yeah, it's amazing how there's a human, it's kind of like an ex relationship type thing. It's like you can kind of break up fairly amicably and then the next day sue each other. Like there's a funny mm. thing that like, with that, with, like that, that break in your mind where you're like, oh, that's done for me now. I'm over that or whatever. You know, like there's, there's a, there's a, there's a sudden shift that kind of really changes your perspective. And funny enough, while, while you were saying, uh, you know, you're putting that time in. It's interesting. Like, what what do we what do you think we get from it? Like, when you really think you barter, you put the time away, and you're like, mm. that, you know, let's say an hour, and there's I don't know, even twenty episodes. That's twenty hours. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Well, and, th- and this is like, I mean, I must have been on the way. Call it like fifteen hours a season. Mm. It's over a hundred hours. It's like it's big, big money. I mm. know. Bad maths, ninety hours. Uh, yeah, I think. I, what do we get from it? Um, what did you get from it? I think it's a. I think for well, yeah. What I get from it, and this might apply to others, is you almost want some a something to tell you that it's going to be all right. Mm. And you're you you're doing it right. Just keep going. Okay. That's and that for me is what this this kind of show gives me. And it also it's a little reminder about like what's important because and I'm I'm talking about quite big things here mm-hmm. and uh, because that's just the nature of the show. If I was watching you know something else, maybe not. But similarly, like I really like. I like stuff that does that, uh, mm. like Ricky Gervais's Afterlife. Mm-hmm. Love that show. Mm-hmm. And it is kind of about life and death and, you know, just a reminder of the finite nature of things and what's important. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it's a bad thing to be reminded of that occasionally. Mm. And maybe not all the time because it gets a bit like, all right, I'm just trying to make some pasta. But I uh, <laughs> <laughs> don't need to know about that now. But uh, yeah, I... Uh, that's what this gives me. And it's a long, I don't think this, you could invest 
enough time in that, you okay. know. It's it, it's definitely, uh, for me, there's more value in that. If I'm going to watch, occasionally, I'm not really a mindless entertainment kind of guy. Uh, I don't, I like to watch something that's going to give me something. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, that's not neither good nor bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone's different. Uh, maybe I should make some more space for stuff and just stop thinking for a bit. Um, is that what it's about? You know, is that, is it a switch off? Is it kind of, is it the vicar- living vicariously? Is that kind of a, you know, like uh, there's a, there's a, uh, something I keep hearing about in kind of, um, there's very much a, uh, like in, in, in the way that animes are, are written, the structure is almost kind of predetermined. So like, you know how we have like action and horror and thriller. Well, mm. like a lot of animations kind of follow like a like a particular story thread. So like for example, one is like being born again. So like the yeah, person living their life, usually they're living a bad life. Usually a truck hits them, and then they're reborn into some other world. And sure. that format, that's a genre. So it's it's called like an isekai. really yeah yeah it's it's interesting how it works, and then there's one that's like shonen, which is usually like character starts off rubbish, gets good, wins, you know, tournament mm. kind of arc, you know, and there's like seinen and and like all these different kinds of structures. So like the story's kind of already predetermined, and like a lot of you know certainly now, they play around with those ideas, but mm-hmm. a, a, a something I've heard brought up a few times is that it's actually become that way because it becomes about self-projection in that, mm-hmm. like, I wish that was me. I wish, yeah. I wish I, you know, you know, take any film, you know, the matrix or whatever, you know, character starts off on, you know, terrible life, da, 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 day to day, humdrum, da, 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 you know, da-da. and then by the end of it, he can kill the world or whatever, you know, like, mm-hmm. and, you know, and the same deal in the, these these kind of born again films is again it's like they're usually born into some kind of like they're in a game or like they're in some fantasy world or they're in some medieval world and obviously they're from the future and like that's there's comedy in that in that they obviously the other characters don't understand but you yeah, know yeah. they have a mobile phone or whatever but guess what oh it turns out you know he's so good at sword fighting and he <laughs> wins the girl you know all that kind of stuff but like it's interesting, yeah. You think about it, it so much of it is about what you project, I think, onto what you're watching. And then Definitely. you put yourself in that situation. Yeah. Yeah. And that's I guess that's where when I'm talking about relatability, it's I'm always like there's a, always an asterisk in my mind. Mm. Uh I'm going, it's really relatable to me. Mm. Uh and maybe other people would be like, Well, that's fucking I I don't relate to that at all. Sure. Um, but yeah, I do think there is an element, like you say, of self-projection or aspiration even, the vicarious thing as well. Um, I guess you've got to have, you've got to, everyone wants, I <laughs> generically, everyone's here and they want to get there, mm-hmm. right? Even if they're the same. You you need some feeling of it's of it being possible or role models or, you know, so, you, you yeah, you mould your kind of life around 
the sum of all those parts. And um, but yeah, I, I am I am I getting that right? The I do think the people, some people though, want to turn off and just watch a show and just and think of nothing, like that, and that's relaxing. Sure. I find it relaxing. Uh, the show like this gives me a real strong sense of grounding, mm-hmm. like brings me right down. I feel very stuck on the earth, mm-hmm. and that's a good feeling, which I is quite relaxing in a way. It's like sure. a centeredness. Um, so. Yeah, I guess everyone's looking for something something different, really. Sure. And that's why there isn't one show. I always think that. Like, there isn't one album in the world, because that's the best one. It's sure. Like, well, that's it. Yeah. You know, and one food. And you can change um, as well. You can, you can, you know, find something. I feel like there's a, there is very much something of finding something at the right time. It appeals to you at that point in time. And, and before, it maybe didn't. Maybe you weren't in the headspace for that. But now you're in a place where you... You can, like you say, we spoke about earlier, people recommending you things. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, for whatever reason, you're like, oh, I am in the mood for, I am in the mood for that or, or what have you. And um, so then it's finished now, right? Finished, finished. Uh, yeah, for me and generally, yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, then like, for example, just have interest, I suppose. So do you think then, like, what have you taken away that's going to stay with you now. And what do you think will stay with you five years from now or 10 years from now from the oh. program? What have I taken it from now? Uh, a sense of uh, priorities. Priorities. So kind of going... Yeah, I'm not going to give anything away. So, just a sense of making the most of now. Okay. And a reminder that life is short. So it's big stuff. Like, it's really big stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, that should stay with me to now, uh, in five years, because that's quite important stuff to try and remember. Um, and it is that kind of show that I'd like to re-watch Probably in five years because it's a nice amount okay. of time. Do you um, you would re, you would rewatch it? I would. It's a lot of investment. And actually, what's weird is that it, it, when it's like if you look at old photos of yourself or your mates from mm. like ten years ago, you go, "Whoa, that is I." In my mind, I'm the same, but I wasn't the same. Sure. And when you when there's flashbacks in this show. Not the really big ones, but ones that flashbacks earlier in the show that you've watched, because mm-hmm. it has it, it's inbuilt. There are flashbacks with mm-hmm. younger and older actors uh, for different characters. Um, in fact, loads of them to present different time periods. Mm-hmm. But when it flashes back within the timeline that you've watched, mm-hmm. which is like five or six years ish. Uh, that's weird. Okay. It's like, oh, whoa, they've they they've changed loads, or mm-hmm. like, oh, I forgot about that bit. You know, it, so it's very. It would be interesting to watch again uh, with kind of prior knowledge. Yeah, is that? Yeah, yeah, but also just to kind of yeah, with prior knowledge, and then you can kind of, you know where they're going. But it's nice to see. Um, 
but yeah, I, yeah, I think that's what I'll take from it. Nice. So yeah, it's worthwhile watching if you haven't watched it. Yeah. It's just, a, it might, but I'd say maybe just wait till like October and then it's maybe like have a winter watch. Oh really? Um, Cause I like some, I like having something on the, on the, on the, you know, just sort of on the back of the hob. It's quite okay, nice. Cool. End of the day, I like, you know, me and Sophia both like, like a, a thing, you know, we're like, oh, in, it, we okay. can sit and watch well, that, that case, together, you know. In that case, definitely do it. Okay. This is us. Do you know where it's at? Where, where, well, I mean, yeah, do you know where it's at? <laughs> it's on Amazon, Amazon Prime video okay. streaming thing. No, it might be here then. Some, some things work here with Amazon, some things they they're like are you on holiday so yeah they don't they don't really um play but yeah that's cool we, we'll maybe see if we can put some links to it or whatever yeah 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 um, definitely maybe. also the uh because of that kind of philosophy that it threw at me uh i just wanted to follow up on a couple of bits in oh the, sorry sorry I've carry me- on yeah yeah, 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 yeah. No, no 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 i've just mentioned i mentioned a few weeks ago because this is the podcast where we'll mention something and maybe never mention it ever again but this is plot development I know. A few a few weeks ago, I may have mentioned something that I couldn't talk much about. Okay. I'm still I'm still there. Okay. Uh, if you didn't listen, that doesn't matter. So forget that. If you did, <laughs> just say thanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, also, I'm still working on my family tree. Nice. There you go. Still still happening. Mention that. I haven't I haven't dropped the ball. It's just one of those you know uh, spinning plates activities. Mm-hmm. Um, there you go. That's a couple of things. Where, where are you at? Where's your, how's your branches? Oh, I think I'm up to it, like 105 people. Um, wow. So, but I think I've got about twice as many as that to go. What's the, what's the, where's your, what's your, uh, what's your depth? What's your, you know, how far back so in I'm, time I've, are we looking? Well, I've done present day because mm-hmm. that's easy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then my dad helped me with like, <laughs> This is the amusing thing, right? Mm. Is that, oh, dad, yeah, you can help me fill in all these blanks. And I was like, okay, so what was that cousin called? Uh, um, <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, yeah. And then what's their partner called? Oh, no idea. And then <laughs> sure. uh, have they got kids? I think one or two, maybe. I don't know. Mm. So, yeah, you're like, it's, it is a big family, so my dad's not an idiot. But it's mm. the... Um, the point of doing it is that everything gets lost so quickly. Sure. Yeah. Um, so yes, I've got, I've got data back to 1700s, I think. So I'm currently on about 1860, but obviously, uh, it's, it's an upside down tree. Is it? Hang on. It's a tree because it's meant to be like this, right? Well, on the top is you. No, top the root is you. The the trunk is you. Is it? I thought it filters down. Oh yeah, age, yeah. It's like yeah, like Adam and Eve at the top, and then yeah, you at yeah. The <laughs> yeah, 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 it's yeah, Big yeah. Bang. <laughs> exactly. Well, hang on. This is a, <laughs> we're debating. We're debating already. Um, <laughs> Asterix and Obelix. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Zom. Something like that. An, an atom, mm. a molecule. Uh, an atom, famous inventor of the atom. <laughs> Hello, Mrs. Atom. Yes. Um, yeah, so yeah, that's how it works. So I think actually mine's going to go the other way because 
unless I go through all of time ah. to get to the beginning yeah. and everybody who existed. I don't think I'll get to a singular point. I think it'll go. I don't think I you're, me- this- you're not meant to get to a singular point. Oh yeah, but I, I need to. F- I need to finish it. Yeah, but that's the dream. Right. Here's, here's you, right? Did you say? Did you say the dream? That's like the, the dream. dream. <laughs> <laughs> that's the dream. That's the dream. Living the dream. You knew what I meant, right? So <laughs> here's uh here's your here's your trunk, right? That's you. Yeah, got you. Yeah, yeah. Like an elephant. Yeah, and then you got mum, dad. Yeah, but trees, it's meant to be like a fir tree, you know, like a no, triangular one. No, no, no. That's not a pyramid. It's not a pyramid at, scheme. It's like maybe a, it's, it's, a, a, it's a luscious oak. Oh, like a big round tree then. Okay, that works. Yeah, yeah. Think clip art tree. A clip art tree. Yeah. Okay, bushy, I'll Google it. Bushy. So it's like bushy, their mum and dad and their mum and dad and their mum and dad and their brothers and their brothers. And then it goes like less knowledge, less knowledge, a few people. Yeah, eventually you, you start getting question marks and bits and whatever. I've already got question marks, but yeah, it's good because I'm gonna um, I'm gonna take it to the family elders and go and get, <laughs> get, approval. get it printed on like A naught and with a big scroll and be like, right, guys, let's fill in these gaps. Nice. Um, well, you're so, gonna get a uh, you're gonna when you when you I mean, it's never done, but when you're done, are you gonna gonna make a big whizzy or you're gonna make a mural? <laughs> you got yeah, a big scroll. Like, what What does he mean by big whizzy, mate? You uh, know well, what I mean. Like frame it. Oh, I don't know, a big picture or something. Make a big... Yeah, I might get it. You got a tree? I could get someone to tie it up, like artistically, and then Do put it in a frame for serious, give a gift. Serious black is, you know, they did it on a wall, <laughs> some kind of wallpaper. Actually, do you know what? That's a really nice idea. Isn't it? And do you think you could give that to all your relatives for that present that you never got them? <sighs> this is, yeah, that's it's, great. It's like that and photos of your kid are amazing. I hope none of my family presents. are listening. Because then that will mean that they know. Yeah. But like a nice, you know, put it in a nice plaque, get it written up all calligraphy. Lovely. Yeah, I was thinking that. You get a surname, like get all drawn all night. Oh, yeah. The B and the Y are going to look hella good. Oh, man, I'm going to get one of those Ys that just does this yeah, for ages. Yeah, exactly. Like it swings around and, and then has a little flower on it. You know, I'm sure there's, I'm sure Richard Dorset of calligraphy... <laughs> Calligraphymatters.com. Calligraphy incorporated on Stoem in the Wold would absolutely love your business. My business? No, I could use his business. You to could help use me, his business, but he'd love to your help custom. Me gift, gift eyes. I'm sure. My, uh, I'm sure. Jeff, Jeff Hartnett of <laughs> of Albion in the Wick uh, would love to draw you up a bespoke family tree oh man you know calligraphy uh, calligraphymatters.com yeah <laughs> <laughs> free, um, free yeah, cool. well yeah that's that's where that is that's a really good idea nice. I'm glad I said it out loud because it's things things are better when you say them out loud because yeah, yeah. they get they get added to what's your oldest what's your oldest thing what's your oldest layer you were saying 1700s right oh yeah I'm, I'm currently like about 1845 I think I am you got any unexpected you know, barons. No. Oh, there is a bit where I've got to get this bit right. Because, uh, and it's quite, I've got this bit of software. All right. And uh, actually called Age Long Tree. Give it a plug. Uh, it's like a 1998 <laughs> like a offline bit of bit of software. So I can uh, put it on a floppy disk and put yeah, it in oh, nice. stockings. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, the, 
there's a bit where I've got to work out how to do this because the family is in two two main things. This Branches. is my, my dad's side, really. So mm. it kind of goes my dad's, my granddad and grandma, mm. and then. Sure. But spoiler alert: they were cousins. So what? It kind of goes like, and then back in, and then back out again. Wild. So, there you go. But that was kosher, you know? Yeah, apparently. Apparently. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Small, still weird small, to say. Small village. What can you do? I was going to say a small world or small town or small house. That's it. Uh, Everyone says yeah, you marry so, your mum anyway, so. What's that? So you're saying everyone says marry your mum anyway, so just actually do it. Well, as in, you know that's what I mean? Like, you know, it's just, that's apparently that's what you're meant keep to it, do. Keep it in the family. Yeah, in the yeah, family. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's, I don't know how that works software wise. I might have to email them. I like, like to see the error message. I've that got, comes. I've got this, <laughs> I've got this complex problem that your software doesn't accommodate. Is you know that Windows could, uh... boom kind of <laughs> message. Did you mean? Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Do you mean friend? <laughs> <laughs> Do you mean just good friends? <laughs> oh dear. Just really good friends. Just really good. Really good. That's great. Um. Yeah, so that's it's fun actually. That's fun. great, and and in my in my you know local historian kind of activities these days, I found all the owners of my house dating back to when it was built. Friggin' a! I know. Look at this. That's great. Yeah, I'm gonna get my brown tweed jacket out. And, I was gonna uh, say start yeah. start set up a service. Get my clipboard. That's it. Anyway, yeah, you can do it for me. I'd love. I'd love to. I have no idea. I only. Last time I was in England, I I've had a long-standing project to interview my nan, and I managed. I was there. Did you do it? Uh, well, I was there, and I remembered. Oh, there's actually loads of things I wasn't sure about, and unfortunately, my nan on my mum's side is, is like the last last remaining relative. Um. So yeah, I keep meaning next time I go over to the UK, I bring my little Zoom recorder and actually like sit down and. Dig some dirt, but I'd love to have got my dad's side. They, they, they were all very, very all tangled up in the wars and whatever. So it would have been lovely to have known. We got remember bits from when we were kids, but mm-hmm. um, my granddad was very kind of quiet about stuff like that. So, but my nan would always kind of talk about it quite a bit, and so kind nice. of like a vague image. And then, um, and then when they passed away, we found a whole box of swastikas. Um, Wow. In his possession. And we're like, did he kill them? Did he just find them? It, it was all kind of vague where he got sent to. I think he, something to do with flying because he wasn't very keen on that afterwards. And yeah, it was all kind of just, when no one can really, and he had a sword. So we're like, <laughs> right. Done all that. And he had a gun for a bit apparently, but when, when they had my dad and his brother, they he was like, they're going to play with that. So he got rid of it. Yeah, better but, get rid of the gun. But sword, I think you had a sword for a bit. And then, yeah. And then they, I was like, mate, I want those swastikas. Noi. So, um, so yeah, so that's pretty cool. Um, so, yeah, we were like, oh, did he just find them or whatever? So I'd, I'd have loved to have known. But, yeah, I think, I think, I think the resources. I mean, how, how are you finding. Oh, Stuff. so my family have done. Uh, my family have done a lot of that. I was just going to say that there is. My dad's doing war records for my granddad, and there are like available resources for that, okay. and he can trace back where they were posted and all this kind of stuff. Okay. Um, but yeah, most my my auntie and great uncle have done most of the legwork. So I'm 
digitizing and like pulling pulling together like lots of bits of A3 paper with hand drawn stuff on them. Okay. Just pulling that together uh, in something that's a bit more, well, just easy to manipulate mm-hmm. and add to. Um, but yeah, there's loads of, there is loads of stuff out there that you can find all that kind of stuff. But I would say, because I had the same idea with my, from 1991, I had one remaining grandma mm. and I was like, I should interview her and blah, 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 blah. And I didn't. And nah. I would, and now I don't have a chance to. So I would yeah. say, if you want to do it, do not delay. Yeah, that's true. That is true. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a, yeah, I, like, I mean, we've spoken about it in our aging podcast um, many, <laughs> <laughs> many times, but it's true. You just want to know where aging you came from. everything. You want to know where you came from, you know, you want to, it's, it's, uh, you know, this beard came from somewhere. So, um, exactly. So, so yeah. And on uh, the topic of uh, nostalgia. Oh, okay. Look what a segue that and was. And looking back at records, um, I think it's something we've kind of spoken about a few times. And I think it, it uh, as I uh, said earlier, I think most people of our musical generation, as in the people I know who are um, musicians, um, uh, and kind of, you know, grew up in a very similar kind of scene. I can only speak from the the, the childhood that I know and the friends that I've had and the conversations I've had with other people. Mm-hmm. But kind of music, studio, tour, DVDs were like the thing. Like mm-hmm. we would literally go to each other's houses, watch you know, we've spoken a million times about Live at Slain by the Red Hot Chili Peppers, but there are millions. Foo Fighters did amazing ones. Chili's did amazing yes. ones. Ruben, Incubus, you know, there were loads. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, and there's like Jimi Hendrix, Led Zeppelin, da, 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 Deep Purple. Da, da, Queen. Oh, Queen, exactly. All of the Live 8, all that kind of stuff. But in kind of more recent times, a is the kind of popularity of those deflated. Um, no one's really doing them anymore. I don't think. I think the Foo Fighters. No, I guess could have the, been I guess the equivalent is just uh, it's it's whether it was a live performance or like behind the scenes. Sure. And I guess behind the scenes is covered by like social media and YouTube vlogs or whatever. Well, um, and similarly with live performance. But I mean, I actually bought a Carnival live DVD. Oh, nice! In the last year. Okay. They, they released, well, maybe two years. They released, like, fairly recently. Mm. Do you um, have a DVD player? I've got a PlayStation 4. So <laughs> I, could put it, I, I could put it in there. Nice. Yeah. yeah. And if I bought a PS5, I'd get the one with the drive so I could still watch stuff. Sure. Yeah, we we I've spoken <clears> about this quite lengthy recently. I think there is a gap in the market for still owning things. I like owning things that I like. If I like a record, I will go out and I will buy that vinyl. I might not even play that vinyl, but I like having that vinyl. Because mm-hmm. it's an album, it means something to me, and I want to look at it. I want to put the record on. Even if I put the record on digitally, mm-hmm. I like having the highest quality you know, of that. And that's, you know, mm-hmm. with my books, There is, I bought one the other day that I'd already read. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to have, there was a particular scene that I thought was drawn amazingly and it has stuck with me ever since. And so I spent 20 pounds basically just to get a book I'd already read. 
but I wanted to have that scene so I could open it. I'd read it, seen it on the internet, but I wanted to hold it in my hands. I wanted to look at that thing. Mm. I think still for films and series, DVD is dead. I would like oh, somewhere oh, oh. that's like, that kind of brings like I... a, a service that would kind of maybe bring, I mean, maybe Apple maybe kind of does that or Google, whatever, but it's not good enough in my opinion. Like, kind of digital art where where do you what do you do with it do you know what I mean like there's loads of things that's like oh deluxe version you get a digital thing it's like well I'm going to look at it on my TV like it's not mm-hmm. it's just not the same so it's kind of I think there, there's a something missing there's a few series that I'm like I would like to own that we were watching Gone Fishing with Mortimer and White House <laughs> last night I was catching up and I was like, I love this program. I love, I love it, and I would like to have it and own it. And I would just like to put it on in the background. It's so nice to sit and look at. I would just, and I would like to have it. And it's so it's mine. No one can take it away from me. No one could be like, sorry, not in Iceland right now. None of that. And in a way that was as satisfying as having a physical. Like the DVD is cool, but there's just less and less devices playing them. So I think they need to kind of bridge that and make some kind of, you know, is it USB, I don't know, something that kind of brings that world together. There's so many series that I would, I just feel special about and I can't like June. I uh-huh. love that film like a brother or a mother, but it, I've got it, but it's just some file on my computer and it's just not, just doesn't scratch sure. that itch. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so my my attempted interjection uh, about a minute ago oh, sorry. was to say was was to try and say, Andrew, but yeah, the, it, they do have a place. But I agree with you, DVDs with This Is Us, right? Mm. I was like, I haven't looked yet, but I assume it's not on DVD okay. because there's so limited demand for it. Uh, but I think I've said before on here, like I bought the Six Feet Under box set and I will buy the Sopranos box set, try and find like a nice one. And uh, because, yeah, I, owning stuff is cool, but it has to, in the Mary Quando sense, you know, it has to bring you joy. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and um, I don't, I've tried to look at like, tell friends, oh, watch Six Feet Under, it's amazing, uh, before. And it's not been anywhere to be found or I had to pay like three quid an episode. And sure. I'm like, well, I don't want to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so 20 quid later, got the box set Boom. in a cupboard full of other valuable DVDs. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but it's, it's the only, it's the only option really. Yeah. Like, unless like you say, you find some way of getting the digital file and sticking it on a USB stick, but it's way less glamorous and yeah. way less, uh, I don't know. It's just something, something nice. Uh, are you in control then? You know, it's always on tap. Yeah. And it's yours. Like you've, yeah. I, I, I like, I like that I've given to something that I has given to me. I've paid, you know, I give me that deluxe box set. And I'm not saying like, you know, let me quantify that. I'm talking a very limited amount of things. If I'm going to sit and buy a box set or whatever, or, or sure. deluxe, whatever, I need to really like it. And I'm talking, you know, single digit things that I, you know, I'm like, I love that. And I would like to have it. And and, and it's part of the immersion. I want to be, I want to be in it more. You know, I want to, I want to be in that 
that that world more you know in the same reason yeah i've got i've got books and i've read them all you know like mm-hmm. they only take an hour to read maybe mm-hmm. but I'm, i've read them like three or four times and i like having i like flicking through i like the art i like having so i just think there's there's a hole missing there but defo to get back to my uh, eventual point as we were talking about how youtube has kind of replaced that and that kind of certainly that i think you know are very much a part of the <laughs> kind of relationship that i have towards the artists that i like and and i think that's grown and shifted in different ways but there was and we've spoken about it a few times this kind of attraction wanting to know more this kind of mystique uh, uh, or attitude or allure or aura that kind of pulled you towards that artist and you know and 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 it, and it inspires you you want to know more you want the behind the scenes you want the tour dvd you want the thing because you you want to see the deleted scenes or what you know all that kind of stuff i think youtube has really kind of taken that and when we're talking about kind of finding things and finding inspiration i think maybe my go to I use YouTube a lot, a lot every day. Mm-hmm. And I think without a doubt, YouTube is my source, you know, we're talking about finding inspiration in, in places. And I've got mm-hmm. a history. I can, like I said, going back when we were talking about doing this, I was thinking about, man, like I remember watching this, you know, I must've been, you know, 18 or something. Do you know what I mean? Like, or, or, or whatever, mm-hmm. like it, it you have a history. You, you you forgot that you had a history with this thing. I can't think of, you know, that's a long time ago now, <laughs> you know? like It is, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. To have been around. But those videos came at that point in my life where, you know, and I'm talking, you know, 4-3. Uh, uh, oh, really bad quality. Aspect. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, digging them out, trying to find interviews. Sometimes people would, re- you know, literally record a screen, Some, you know, but it would just be trying to find... You know, before even to a point, there was a time where you couldn't put concerts on. Like you couldn't put anything over an hour or something over or, or half an hour even maybe on YouTube. Mm-hmm. So it was always like, you know, like they would do it in parts. Sometimes you'd get like two, three, four, and then like there would be no five or something or like it would be mid song. There would be like some kind of snip. Um, so, yeah, I thought it would be kind of fun to to talk about like just some of those things that inspired us and and some of those videos that like, you know, kind of. Again, I mean, I don't, looking back at them, I don't think they inspire me any less than they did back then, to be honest. Yeah. You know? Um, I'd agree, yeah. There's a few, like, real... Because there's way less on YouTube, like, say, 12 years ago or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and the things that were there... don't know. Is it, maybe it is a nostalgia thing. They They kind of hit a really... When they yeah they inspired you so much and they're still there they're still brilliant mm-hmm. um, so yeah I've chosen a, I've chosen a couple of oldies mm-hmm. old but gold and then a little newer guy nice um, yeah similar so do you want to go we, first should we should we compare notes yeah I yeah can go do first it. do it go for it okay so the first thing one of the you might have seen this as well um, I think we could have a shared vein. We could. Um, 
Yeah, there's a Bon Iver video oh, okay. from 12 years ago. Right. Um, and it's I think it's timed around the first album. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll link all these in a, like a YouTube playlist uh, below. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just looking at my little notes here to remember it. Oh, it's, so it's, it's, it's Bon Iver live at Air Studios. So the two of them. Sure. On two grand pianos mm. kind of interlocking. Uh, dual, but yeah, that was the thing that struck me is like two pianos, so two pianos playing off each other. You don't really hear that that often. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's really, really cool. And I think Justin Vernon's voice is amazing. And I forget, I'm sorry, I forget the name of the other guy. Um, but their interlocking vocals, uh, at extremely high pitches mm-hmm. are uh, so beautiful, and the, the songs themselves are so beautiful. Um, and obviously Air Studios is incredibly beautiful. Mm. Um, but yeah, I just remember seeing this and being like, whoa, that's just brilliant. It's quite a few it's, songs, am I right? Oh, so you know of it, yeah. It's yeah, like yeah, yeah. about five songs, I think. Um, stripped back, obviously, mm. just piano and vocals. Mm. Um, but it's just, it's just, it's just amazing. So like delicate and such uh, nice and kind of credible versions of the the thing you hear on the album. Um, so yeah, just always remember being really struck by it. And I watched it before this, mm. and gets you again. Mm. You're like, that's still great. Uh, I mean, twelve years is like medium time, I guess. It's sure. not like oh, Pink Floyd at the whatever. <laughs> sure. um, you know, it's not. It's not. Oh, their seventy-two concert was just prime. Um, so yeah, but it's definitely not new, and mm-hmm. obviously you know where Bonavera have gone mm-hmm. um, and what they've become and how big and, and synonymous mm-hmm. with. Cause for me, like really synonymous with quality. I, I yeah. just think I, I. That's my main thing. I feel I'm like ah, Bonavera, everything will be good. Yeah, like it doesn't matter what it is. It's like I even bought some merch off. Uh, their store a few years ago and it's just all great it's just all like wonderfully designed and just beautiful so um yeah that's my first video do you know have you seen it how old yeah i have seen it i don't i think i'm pretty sure i must have watched it all the way through i think i definitely had a bonnevere phase Mm -hmm. i think around the time probably i started collecting Vinyl, I think, as well. I'm pretty sure I got uh, Fremer uh, mm-hmm. forever ago. Uh, pretty sure it's fairly soon, I think, after it came out. And I'm still very much a, a big fan to this day. Actually, while you're saying that, I was like, oh, I thought I'd completed my artists I wanted to see kind of thing. I, I think I've nearly ticked everyone off bar Tom York, I think, of the of the kind of, you know, your top line. Is that is that Tom York in Radiohead or Solo? Either. I, I, I would take, I would be happy with either. Um, yep. just as I've not and I feel like I should I've you know I listen, Same. love their music enough but I felt I was like oh actually I think I've I think I've ticked everyone off that I was really you know really wanted to see but actually yeah I've, I've heard so many good things about the Bon Iver live show and, and again like the, the level of quality being you know through mm-hmm. the roof all, all, every record he comes back with is just taking it that much further and like again kind of like Everything, everything actually have a similar relationship. Whenever they they release a record, and whenever the latest you know Bonivere record comes out, it always seems to be on the cusp of what I'm interested in. 
It's kind mm-hmm. of like doing what I'm currently interested in and then some. And I'm like, ah, like it's kind of always, it feels like the next stepping stone. Uh, uh, and so it, it's always done well to like get my complete attention at that time, mm-hmm. if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas, you know, <clears throat> an acoustic act releasing a new record, I might be like, oh, I'm not kind of there yet. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like I'm not in an, I'm, I'm listening to metal at the moment, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and and so... Uh, do you know? Do yeah, you know so if fair. you saw it when, when it came out? Is that? Do you think? Um, it can't have been maybe like ten years ago. It can't have been long after. Um, but I have I've seen Bonavere at Hammersmith nice. uh, Apollo uh, when they did like a run of five or six nights in, and that would have been in twenty eighteen. Okay, um, it's fairly recent. And it, yeah, and it was, it yeah, just brilliant. Mm. Like just in the true sense of the word it was pretty, just just brilliant uh, I loved it and they've always it's funny you say that thing about uh, like accessibility it doesn't really matter what I'm listening to um, I can always put them on because there's, there's like a really mixed varied uh, interest mm-hmm. in so many different areas it's, it isn't like sticking status quo on or something where it's you know, you know what you're mm-hmm. you're Peanut butter and <laughs> peanut butter and jam. I don't know. Uh, you know, like beans on toast music. Yeah, yeah just it's like meat and veg. it's there, reliable. <laughs> the same thing every time. It's yeah, yeah. Uh, this is this is a bit more complex, mm. um, a bit more to delve into wherever you're at. So, um, but still not like it's not like out there. Yeah. Um, and actually, I've I've like been learning some of the piano stuff a bit nice. more recently. Um, and I always find this like. I don't, I'm not someone who can or does sit and just analyze music technically. Mm. I just, I just hear it as this singular experience. Mm. Uh, okay, no, I'm, I'm better at it now, but I still don't. I don't go, oh, it's in that key, that time signature, mm. blah, blah, blah. Mm. Never go there. So, but when I like actually just start learning and I learn by ear, I just like learn some of the stuff. I'm like, it's really easy. Like sure. it's not. Yeah, and I, I, I'm all every time I do that, I'm surprised mm. that oh, it's not very difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not to say I'm brilliant. It's, it's more to say no, no, it's I, just I agree. It's just getting through the barrier of uh, of uh, marvel. Like I think it's marvel, and like and just being really impressed and and experiencing it like it should be experienced. Like the whole. With something like Bonnevere, like it's very constructed, the whole like world building, if for want of a better phrase. But um, it's like a an experience, mm-hmm. wholly, and so to like break through that, you're like it's almost like falling through a side of stage and going, oh, oh, it's just curtains, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, you kind of yeah. It makes it more real, but yeah, it's it's so such nice. Uh, it's a nice depth of music and a nice. It's yeah, I think playing the right note at the right time is mm. like the, the, it's the right sound, the right note, the right texture, always. Yeah, it's it's always the again, uh, uh, you know. I think that's that's the beauty of good music is the the majesty of simplicity, in mm. that something can feel so complex but it's just like you say the right thing at the right time in the right place and the sound and the way it's played and the atmosphere and what that what that message is conveying i, I think mm-hmm. it is 
better when it's simple, but it's it feels like a you know a complex feeling delivered simplicity sim, sim, simply, I suppose, or directly. You know, um, yeah, and we've we've all been there. You know, when you start learning guitar and you're like, oh, it's just this. You know, like kind of thing, but it, you didn't come up with it. Do you know what I mean? That kind of thing. You know, like no, no, exactly. Yeah, you know, and it's, and, it, and the application is as important as the thing. Yeah. If you can play Jimi Hendrix, you're not Jimi Hendrix. He he made it. Do you know what I mean? I remember yeah. being a kid and learning Voodoo Child, whatever, and then someone be like, "Whoa!" I had a friend who you know wasn't kind of musically minded, and they were like, "Whoa!" And I was like, "Well, hang on, like I didn't. I'm I'm just I've just." You know, following the numbers, it, yeah. do you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't mean doesn't mean I'm doing it. I didn't write this. I didn't. He he had those ideas, you know. Um, for my yeah, for, funny enough, thinking thinking of these uh, uh, videos, I think all of them uh, have come at like formative points for me. Like, mm-hmm. and certainly, I, like in my early guitar playing, it was just. DVDs, DVDs, DVDs. So, you know, Off the Map, Live at Slane, Morning View Sessions, uh, Incubus Look Alive, et cetera. It's like just Ruben, uh, what happens in Aldershot, stays in Aldershot. Like those were my bread and butter. Every, uh, Jimi Hendrix Live at Woodstock, the Led Zeppelin, big Royal Albert Hall, Deluxe Wizzy they put out. I bought that for my dad. Um, Royal I, Albert I, I don't, Hall one? I don't think I've seen I one. think it's Royal Albert Hall. It was like a big box set that they they. Oh, is that not how the West was won? Oh, was hang on, maybe it's Madison Square Garden. Madison Square Garden. Sorry, yeah. sorry. And um, yeah, I bought that for my dad. He was a big Led Zeppelin fan, and then I I just had it and watched it. Um, <laughs> and yeah, like <laughs> I think these early ones, and I have a, a huge wealth that seem to have come from a very particular time period. Um, but I'm gonna go first with, and this idea did start on a DVD, like I very much have a, a, a memory of watching Off the Map, uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers Live, around the Californication um, era. And I remember them jamming. And at that point in my guitar career, I remember like sending or like, you know, being like, come round to my house and watch this. Like my friends at the time, I had a kind of a weird... Of relationship with like a lot of friends who were like passionate musicians, but we all had very much different. We all had completely different interests. Like one of us mm-hmm. was into punk, one of us was into blues, one of but like we all were really passionate, and we were the only passionate people we could really find. Sure. So we kind of ha- ended up sharing and kind of sort of being each other's wives, really, for like just like oh okay, <laughs> let's we would go to a rehearsal room and kind of play songs for each other. So like mm-hmm. we'd end up playing a scar song, so, so that everyone could kind of live out the thing they wanted uh, to have their out. bit. Yeah, yeah, nice. yeah, yeah. Kind of sort of hoard ourselves out a bit. <laughs> and, um, and like, and it was great because we got to learn all these other songs and like these other styles. And so that was like really cool. And I, I remember being like, guys, like they made this up then. Like they made the, they came up with that idea. How good is this idea? Then. Like on the stage, they were there playing, getting on with all the other things they need to get on with. And then they came up with this thing together and listened to how good it is. Like, can you believe that kind of thing? Like, and then kind of 
like I really distinctly remember like, no, 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 come, I've got this DVD, you need to watch it. They came up with an idea. You know, I thought that was incredible that they like, it was, it felt so complex as well. It felt like mm-hmm. so much had to go on and kind of that idea was like planted. And then, um, then the Mars Volta came into my life kind of when I was at college and a friend recommended me them and I had Francis the Mute. I bought the CD of Francis the Mute, but it didn't actually click with me straight away. I think I bought that and Very Fast, Very Dangerous by Ruben. Okay. And I think I ended up gravitating more towards that and then kind of flipped that and then had just like a Mars Volta phase. And there mm-hmm. is a video of them playing um, Roulette Dares at Big Day Out Festival, which is in, in Australia, in 2004. Yeah. And I just remember that, like, it felt like, and we're quite heavy on the Harry Potter references at the moment, but you know when <laughs> Ron has that lucky, like lucky juice or something, like that like good luck juice or something, and he thinks everything can go his way. Like he's, right. but, and it turns out, that. it turns out it, he hadn't, it, it was just water that he gave him. It, Harry got oh. it. And, Whatever. But anyway, the idea is that oh, there's Harry. like a scene where like basically everything he does just works out. For me, the guitar gods, it just felt like like an inhuman ability to just A, be so cool, but also like <clears throat> just there's something about the low res <laughs> quality of that recording that's just made everything so punchy <laughs> and yeah, yeah, like... Yeah. <clears throat> so concise like there's bits where like it's just burned into my skull like bits where Omar is playing in a break and the idea is kind of Mars Volta do this quite a lot they do a bit and then there's always a section where it's a little bit free form and then bam they always kind of all come back in together it's a great device it kind of like Mm -hmm. lets the music kind of like sort of fall apart a little bit and then they bam in on the one and there's a bit where Omar like it's got this delay pedal, like Memory Man, maybe, or on something like that. And it's like in full oscillation. And he's just there. And he's thrown his guitar like behind his back. And he's like clapping. And he's there and he's like, like he's got this kind of like very tight uh, mm-hmm. shirt and very tight, you know, very, very kind of bell bottom like trousers or whatever. And that was kind of where they were at at that point. And he like f- throws the guitar behind his back. And he's like clapping and clapping and clapping. And it's just like free form. And obviously the guitar just like just doing whatever. And then literally for the one, he hits it with his elbow. The guitar flips back round. And it, but it's literally like one, like he changes nice. the pedal, turns the delay off that, you know, and it's just boom, straight back into the chorus kind of thing. Like perfectly on wow. the one. And there's no switcher. There's no gig rig. There's no H6. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no Kemper. There's no neural. It's just, he's got to turn off probably about three pedals and then turn on another two pedals. But it's literally, uh-huh. it, all you see is he just goes, but one. And Cedric is obviously in his kind of usual <laughs> lunacy. He's Little world. flipping all over the place. He climbs up the scaffolding. He's shaking a microphone. He was, you know, they were, they were quite aggressive towards like press and whatever. And they, I think mm-hmm. there's a bit where he probably kicks a camera and kind of throws water over the edge. That was kind of where he was kind of just general dickishness, just <laughs> kind of uh, doing that. 
And they play the song and it's sick. It sounds amazing. The beginning sounds incredible. There's some, it's like, it feels like a sub drop almost on the first, uh, when the when the riff kicks in. But they finish the song and anyone familiar with the song Roulette Dares by uh, Mars Volwer, it kind of drifts out into like a kind of free form jazz like thing and you know very uh very low tempo low energy and kind of just lots of delay pick scrape and kind of wow 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 kind of you know lots of delay and 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 Cedric kind of the vocals kind of like fade out or whatever and then they kind of go into this jam and it kind of is just, you know, based on that and they're just kind of playing it out. And then Omar's playing something on the guitar and then he's singing it, which is a bit Paige uh, uh, plant. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah um, I hear that. You know, da 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 Call him response. Kind of thing, you know, like whatever. Mm. And then like doing this thing, doing this thing. And then like, it's kind of like becoming a little more staccato. And then... Like they're kind of like accenting together. And like, again, all of this, you can see Omar, he is, you know, he is Bellini in this. He is just, you can see him counting people in and, you know, and then like suddenly they're like kind of doing these stabs and stabs. And then this little rhythm comes out of nowhere. And it seems like John Theodore on the drums, just, and then suddenly it just explodes into this riff. And they're just, and then Cedric's doing backflips and flipping around. <laughs> and they're, it's very salsa, you know, like having a great time doing big solos, wizzy, wizzy, song's finished, right? And I just remember being like, like <laughs> they did what, like, they just came up with that out of no, they came yeah, up yeah. with that. They were doing their thing, they were on stage. And they came up with that and that rhythm came in and they did this and they did that. And, and for me at that time, like I was like trying to start a band and, you know, learning my craft and mm -hmm. doing whatever. And it was just like, Wah! and so like after that, no matter, I don't know who I was embroiled with in a band like relationship at that point in time, but I was just like, right, we're jamming. We're doing this. Like, okay. I'm, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. When I say do this, we're going to do that, you know, whatever. And uh, I just remember that having such a huge effect. Like it just felt like if I had tried to do all of those things, my guitar would have got caught, my cow would have pulled my cable out, my delay pedal would have got left on, my <laughs> you know I'd have kicked something else or whatever. Like uh, the rhythm, you know, I would have done one thing, and then they would be like, "Oh, what rhythm is it?" And obviously, we're young as well, so like those ideas yeah, are yeah, quite yeah. difficult to get across and. You're like, no, it's dun 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 ka, dun dun, you know, and the dun 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 dun, dun and you're like, no, you know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. it kind of becomes like super vague. Or like you do an idea like that and it becomes a bit drawn out. Like you land on something good and then you just jam it for ages and jam it for yeah, ages. Yeah, because you're just enjoying the experience. And you have to do big eyes to kind of uh, finish <laughs> yeah. it. And but that video just as far as like an impact, like it was like I I it gave me a vocabulary that I didn't know existed. You know, like it'd be like wow. finding a whole new type of food, you know, it'd be mm -hmm. like, Oh, I love Indian food. I love Asian food. Uh, and then someone's like, boom, what about 
Bobali and you're like, what's that? You know, and they're like, oh my God, you've never tried it? You know, it's a whole new cuisine, different animals, different, you know, whatever. Like, yeah, yeah. it just felt a like- A whole new world. A whole new world, yeah. Brand new chocolate bar. Like, just didn't know that existed uh, before. It's a taste sensation. Yeah, I, Mars Volta, I always found very good at that. Like someone, whether whoever it is in the band, will tease like a little new idea, mm. and we're in no time that you just there, all yeah. of you, yeah. like, and it's very simple but very effective. And actually, my favourite part of Mars Volta, I get a bit lost with the endless noodles, sure. but then uh, I do like noodles, but mm. just not endlessly. Mm. The um, it's filling, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I'm just too full. I, mean, I can only eat so many noodles. <laughs> Uh, they're, um, but yeah, when they come in with something really succinct like that, mm. and just seemingly out of nowhere, yeah, and energy-wise, no one like them. No one like yeah. them. And we've spoken no one about since. them. No one a since. little bit on here. No, you know that that just knowing that they you were in the presence of gods was just actually that out the out the driving are quite similar. If you've heard of those, <laughs> yeah, 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 they're right. Uh, they look the same. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think they're brothers. <laughs> yeah. But that actually. That was one of the, that, I don't know if it's like this for you, but one of the most alluring things about them is like they, this, and I, I, maybe I felt this with kind of Queens of Stone Age and uh, anyone from the desert, sure. in inverted commas, yeah, yeah. is like, I don't live in a desert. Oh, yeah. These guys might as well be from Mars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like it is, it's, I live somewhere, it's green and lush and there's cows. This is like, that's not where these guys are from. Sure. And there's all these like, 50s cars and they're wearing like Omar's big square shades sure. and like or oh, glasses even mm. and uh, just you're like where where are you what it, where yeah. I, I, I have <laughs> yeah. no I have no kind of uh, terms of reference I get it now because mm. I've like been places a little bit more mm. um, but yeah just for the longest time like that I don't understand but I'm so there's so much pull towards whatever this is. Mm -mm -mm. Um, yeah, amazing. Yeah. What's uh, what's your uh, next choice? Okay, my next choice. And I, if for those who've listened for a long, long time, uh, we, I may have talked about this before. In oh. fact, I'm I'm ninety five percent sure that I have. Okay. But it's are getting, we about to talk about the same thing? <laughs> I hope not. I hope we pick this the same thing. This, this one always feels very personal to me, and mm. I don't know why. Because maybe it's just the amount of time I spent telling everybody to watch it and uh, showing people it and going, this, guys, this is this is the best video on YouTube. Okay. This is the best video ever. Um, so it is a... Okay, so 2009 was when my dream lineup of bands came out, yeah. Them Crooked Vultures, with Dave Grohl, John Paul Jones from Led Zeppelin and Josh Hewa Homme from um, Queens of the Stone Age. I couldn't think of a better combination of people and the result was not what I expected, but life-changing. But they did a uh, Radio 1 live lounge. If you're in the UK and you're familiar with Radio 1, they do a live lounge thing. So a studio session uh, where they play a live track or whatever. And they often video it. And so they, yeah, for them, Quick Vultures did this. And with... The addition of touring member uh, Alan Johannes, who mm. Alan Johannes should get all the all the love in the world. He's incredible. Um, so it's Joshua Homme on guitar vocals, John Paul Jones on bass. He's he's amazing, mm. and uh, 
piano, okay. importantly. And Dave Collin drums. Alan Johanna's on like second guitar, mm-hmm. doing all this crazy slidey stuff. Um, and they're playing a song called Spinning in the Daffodils, um, which is, I think, the last track on that 2009 album. Well, their one and only album, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, so, oh man, everything about it was as inspired me it still inspires me to this day in a very raw it just makes you want to start a band it makes you want to be in a band it makes Mm. you love everything about being in a band it's like it's it's that being in a room and and maybe because it's in a session it's not a live show Mm. it's got like a practice room vibe Mm. you know uh it's got more of yeah there's just so much allure and energy and it's a really long song so you know grooves along and then there's like it it, it kind of reaches a peak at this like really big driving chorus for ages which i really like and like grohl's having it out of the drums you know there's then there's a really big switch near the end which just seems to take it down a notch and then up a notch again even further um so yeah, it's just full of energy, full of like uh, vibe, and there's a definite excitement and uh, kind of care in the room. Like you can tell, it's music, different musicians by like, pushing each other mm-hmm. and excited to play together. Um, but then the best bit about the whole thing is that uh, you know it's just t- it's, it kind of there's a bit of a natural fade at the end. Mm-hmm. And obviously out of shot, JPJ has put his bass down and walked over to the piano whilst Grohl and Homie are like sorting it out, <laughs> letting, it, letting it simmer. And then John Paul Jones just plays this, the most beautiful piano outro. And he's, he's, he's you know, you kind of go, oh, Led Zeppelin. Mm. Oh, yeah, biggest band of the world, best band ever, blah, blah, blah. Honestly, they're all just so fantastic. But John Paul Jones, probably the most underrated, actually. You know, mm. everyone's got the praise for Plant, Jimmy mm. Page, amazing guitar player, obviously John Bonham. And, uh, but John Paul Jones, like his, uh, his bass playing is like spot on. Mm. And he's, he's just, he's so exceptionally talented. Mm. Uh, Solid. And I it, always feel with him. Yeah. And he's always, he's like the, the harpsichord in like Trampled Underfoot for, mm. by Zepp is all him. Uh, but this is like him playing like a classical piano outro. Uh, I say classical. It gets a bit jazzy in parts. Uh, but it also, it feels, I don't know whether it is, but it feels like kind of a scripted improvisation in a way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it could be completely improvised, but it feels, it's got a load of like, it feels natural. Mm-hmm. And it's just beautiful. And then at the very end, there's uh Dave Grohl just like nods like it finishes and he's like just like nods at him nice. and at that moment I was like oh man that's how I feel like mm. that's just like it's it's just such a it's it's one nod that could say so many things yeah. it's like yeah fair enough I'm getting to play with the dude from Les Zeppelin or like yeah it's just so understated and like a fair fucks that was yeah. brilliant <laughs> yeah, you know yeah. you're you're just outstanding and that was perfect yeah. Um, so yeah I've watched that video so many times so many times and um, 
Yeah, it does everything. Just just everything that I want. And it's quite old now. I think it's, I don't know, 2010 or something. Sure. But, um, we used to talk about like a ticket system in the band where like, <clears throat> you know, like that's the fun thing of being in a band. It's like pushing each other and like, you know, and like certainly live where the stakes are kind of higher, like, you know, with all of us certainly being that it was always like a three piece. Even like, you know, we used to play a lot of weddings and stuff like that as well to make money when we were younger. And obviously we would never learn the full version of the songs, like even where they ended, we would just kind of make it up. And that was kind of part of the fun. Mm. And even sometimes we, we knew the chorus and the verse, but like, I didn't know how many times or whatever. So it was kind of that fun thing of like, you know, cause you've only got your eyes, <laughs> you know, so you just be like <laughs> yeah. nodding each other in or whatever. But there is that. That, yeah, that amazing thing of like the kind of true chaos of it in, to some degree. Mm. And like we used to joke about, you know, like a ticket system where like, you know, uh, we used to play with a guy as well, an incredible bass player. And like whenever he did, he was amazing. And whenever he did something good, <laughs> he would like look over to us kind of thing, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and he was sick and, and like so we used to joke that like wouldn't it be great if we had like a little just like a little ticket just like oh yeah very good <laughs> you know kind yeah, of thing yeah, yeah. Like, like a gold star yeah yeah, yeah a little gold good. star yeah. exactly <laughs> and um we used to talk about and because that was the thing you know like it was i think that's that was that's what's so great about it is pushing each other that's that's yeah. the, the difference between doing something by yourself and or with other people is pushing each other in a in a in a in a great way to be better to yourself you know like you know in in the band i would want to be i would want to come back to you know to the guys and be like look at this thing like, aren't you so proud of me <laughs> you know for yeah, yeah 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 making this thing i've got so much better now at, at this or like look how hard this is and i can sing it and play it and then you know like live when it was working you know like I, i've never smiled more than and when I'm looking at Jack and Adam, you know, and like some, it's really working, the sounds great and it feels great and we're, you know, we're happy. Like there's that thing, that, that connection that's kind of so tenuous as well, you know, and so, mm -hmm. so fleeting. Yeah, but it's also, it's also, yeah, the, it's the, it's the moment you're like, you're on the train and you like, it's, it's going no matter what happens. Yeah, exactly. So it's just, it's, you're like hanging on almost for dear life at points mm -hmm. and, yeah, I, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, amazing feeling. I can say, you know, I feel like some songs are so like. Imagine playing. I was playing for my son songs for the deaf, and uh, nice. And uh, I was just like, son, man, I need to grow up, son. <laughs> this is like the best, one of the best intros ever. Like you know what's going to happen, you know what's coming. Like it's just there, one of the best drum intros of all time. You know, um, song is it song songs for the song for the dead on song off songs for the death. Yes, um, correct. And yeah, just with that kind of song, there's some songs where you're like, I, you know, there's a, there's a, like the kind of not a persona. I can't think of it, but like I'm like I imagine playing that song. Imagine like you're there on stage and you're looking at Dave Grohl and he's playing that drum intro and you just like, you can make eye contact with each other and just be like, any second this is going to kick off. Do you know what I mean? Like there's such yeah, a, yeah, yeah. like almost predatory animal, like, 
you're there with your guitar or whatever. Like imagine, you know, being Josh Homme in that situation and you just know you're going to do that bit. But, it, but it's also like that simple intro part on guitar. Like mm. you're just playing that with anticipation. Yeah. You do you know what I mean? You're it's like, an energy. It's not about the part. It's about what's coming. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, you know. Yeah, I think that, that, and it could all fall apart so quickly. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It's the, the, part of the game. It's it's like to see that on camera as well, like the nods. I I really like to see that. I think it's. I love. It's so small. It's yeah, so yeah. small. But I think, yeah, it, it, it's it, that singular thing. Mm. And also, I think like I've just I've noticed like uh, all of my three picks are piano. They've all got piano. Okay, I was going to say there's a theme. Yeah, 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 and. Um, the maybe it's if I was going to psychoanalyze myself or it mm. <laughs> maybe there's like a um because I stopped I I cast piano aside because guitar was cooler mm. right so in a situation like that it's someone who's known for cool instruments Mm-mm. giving the the, the the nod of approval to sure. the guy playing piano. Well done, strings. Um, You're right. <laughs> yeah. You classical guys yeah, are okay. You're classical. Yeah, that came in useful, I suppose, didn't it? You know. <laughs> um, but the yeah, maybe it's a bit of that. And um, but I've always loved that application of of well, Queen. I've yeah. mentioned Queen when you're talking DVDs. Mm. Queen piano, Guns and Roses. They do it. Muse. Sure. They do it. Yeah, yeah. And all, uh, many of my favourite bands do that thing um, but yeah this is oh it's, it's just wholesome it really like it, it brings a classiness to the the whole thing and um so yeah anyway i've talked about it enough it's in the playlist below so check it out well, and work. just ignore everything else actually just watch that and you'll be <laughs> okay um what's your next one my next one it was a tough i i feel like i'm killing my childhood children um I was torn, I think, of of a top level. I mean, put it put it this way. At this point in time, as of this morning, I've definitely seen everything that is related to John Fashante on the internet. Okay. So I've followed it religiously. I've scoured. Even the phone, you know, phone concert. Rub, even some of the like just rubbish ones all the new songs even till now I like if they play a new song on this they often post the set list I'll go and find the new song and I'll listen to that through some crappy camera phone um, I've watched all the concerts watched everything every interview um, yeah I've, I've watched I I would be surprised if there was one I hadn't seen I follow it religiously because I feel like that's it's just yeah it's just it's just an endless well of resource i'm always mm-hmm. inspired i'm always mm-hmm. taken just just with the biggest just an an infatuable man crush on the the lord <laughs> savior which is john Fashante. and i was really torn between i was like oh, what videos have like really had an impact on me and i think yeah, bar the DVD, like excluding the DVDs, there is a jam in Poland. Okay. Um, which I have to give an honourable mention to. Yeah, I think it's Cherzo, I think it is. Um, it's like an outro jam. 
Mm-hmm. And it's like pro shot, part of some kind of festival. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Poland. 2007. And it's just a trip. Like it came to me when, you know, in I've said it a few times, within the band, I, I had a long good five years maybe of not really enjoying playing live that much through my own expectations, through our circumstance. And it wasn't until I really kind of reconnected with our Lord and Savior, John Fashonze, um, that I really kind of found that I needed to shed any notion of, you know, being a front, person or mm-hmm. I just stopped caring about that and you know I'd done the thing where I tried to be you know pseudo aggressive and you know push it back um whatever that's just not me <laughs> you know like you try you feel like okay I need to you know I need oh, to try and be entertaining I need to try and swear at the audience um and yeah it's just not me I yeah, I'm just not, I'm not, I don't even think I'm really that, I'm just not a front person at all. Um, I, I, I think that, that that's a very um, wide definition these days. And um, yeah, I just, I just don't, I just don't, in the same way that I make videos and the, the thumbnail just tells you exactly what's in the thumb, in the video. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, I feel like I'm just not built, I couldn't be a blogger or a vlogger. I sure? just, I would just tell people in great detail about something they probably care little about, and that's mm. where what, what I'm, what what I am. So anyway, that video, and it was about the time actually I got my strap. Funnily enough, my custom shop, which is of course obviously very job for Shante. Mm-hmm. Um, and that just, just, I just tried to imitate him in in his live demeanor and just put a lot more improvisation in the set and what have you and that literally changed everything like we we changed the way i play guitar entirely almost overnight it's just like you can play the guitar stop just relax like just enjoy mm-hmm. it you you can you can make music with the guitar live you can do that improvisation thing you can do that and and that overnight that became very much a part of arcane roots and changed everything in, entirely f- for the best you know I, i've never enjoyed playing music more since um so that i couldn't not shout that out nice. but of all the videos that i think about that i swear to if there was a, a bible or some kind of scripture there are, and I think it's Total Guitar, I'm not sure, or Premier Guitar. There is a very, very pixelated couple of videos of John Frusciante explaining the parts he recorded on Danny California. And... Oh, I think I've seen this. Yeah, it's just him and his 55, and he is just there, like, explaining and talking through the recording, literally second to second. And I'd already kind of, you know, with my kind of love affair of Omar Rodriguez and Trent Reznor and you know, Tom York, I'd already kind of bought, you know, really swallowed the idea of 
you know, detail is everything and nuance is, you know, is, is, is God. And I was already very much prepared to live my life forever unhappy. Um, <laughs> but watching that video and just hearing him talk through a song that even for myself at surface level, I, you know, I, I just had taken for what it was. And then actually for him to be talking about, okay, on the first verse, we, the guitar, that's straight and that's panned down the middle. And we recorded that with this particular um, sound. We waited till we got the right sound. Like we, we did it one day and we, we weren't really sure. So um, that's just straight up. And I wanted to kind of start as a, uh, as a bedrock. Then the next verse comes in and what we've got is we've got this guitar panned to the left. But then what we've done is add a bit more reverb, swap the reverbs over and they're playing then for the second verse. And then, you know, and then at the end of the second verse, then we've got this thing that we recorded backwards and we did this. And this is all like more or less to tape, let it be known as well. Mm -hmm. So like this isn't, you know, Ableton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it kind of continued. Like I think that there's one of him talking about not getting the distortion he wanted for the chorus. And he was just like, it just didn't feel right the days we were recording it. So we re-recorded it another day and it just, the, the air in the room felt better and the recording, we, you know, we, we just kind of reapproached it and talking about, um, kind of leading and even like, for example, the, um, kind of half diminished, actually, no, it's sort of, I think it's just diminished, um, like the diminished, uh, uh chord kind of build up at the end, like the kind of like little tritone kind of thing he does at the very end and like the kind of theory behind that. And like, that's like a really, like, like a really, it's not necessarily jazz, but it's very blues inspired. Mm. And like, that's really unusual in that kind of song. And even the, the relationships in the song and the chords in the song, and the kind of modulation to B minor at one pit and da 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 da. Like, and it just made me realize, man, all that stuff. Like I literally, pour over every single, even the new songs now. And I'd undervalued just how much I'd got. And I'd never listened to that. I'd never listened to that song the same. And mm -hmm. now I like will literally listen through and like listen out for all those tiny little changes. And it could just be, you know, different, the, the amp was in a different room or whatever, but just these tiny considered details of even things that I thought were, you know, that sound, that's more or less the same part. Just and their role and what they do and what they add and what they bring and the story that they tell and the way that it kind of takes the verse to a new place, you know. And you again, was you know, you have the first verse should be different from the second verse, and the second verse should be different from the third, and the same for the chorus. And how do you get a you know bigger chorus? He's talking about the harmonies at the end, and all this kind of stuff, and the way that that's constructed and the story and the reason for it is just. like literally my DNA to this very day. Like there's, there's n nothing that has informed my life more in that. I, that's what I believe it in, even to my detriment, enormously to my detriment and the relationship of my relationship with other people. I will mm. die on that hill to make sure that even when no one cares, <laughs> I am, if, if, if yes, everyone is saying, no, I, I don't, I can't hear that or not. And I will be like, promise me, I will, I will go above and beyond to show you 
that it does count and it, 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 there's a reason for it. And this is, you know, why. And I like to think that's my, my brand. That's my contract. I feel like with my mm. audience to some degree, whatever that is, is that, mm. you know, like we're saying about quality, like that aspiration to be like, whatever it is, you know, that's that, gotta be good. You know, the 10,000, 100,000 hours or whatever it is, you mm. know, that, that saying, you know, that, 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 that's within it. But, I, I, I've watched that video. I'm easily responsible for half the views. I'm sure. Of it. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, just so cool. And again, so for such a song that, you know, is relatively simple in their repertoire. Mm. Really cool to see and really interesting about the and, and rare that you see him particularly talk about the recording process. Yeah, going into it in that kind of I mean they did I with the new album more. with all those Rick Rubin kind of interviews and Yes and, and no. Bit. Yeah, I'd, I'd maybe that was more. more that was more story based rather than like writing based. Yeah. Um I think it shows that Rick Ro- Rick Rubin Do you want a hot take? <laughs> Go on. Uh, uh yeah, I think I think yeah, I think I think I think that you can get a really good name to be a really good producer if you record people who are really good. Sure. I think that's... I like uh, it. Is that fair? Somewhat somewhat cryptic, but uh, yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah, I think... like You but, can but, but tell, got, you can but, tell but, the, the whoosh, whoosh sound effect should kind of... Because I get it, but also like, like it's mad that what he's talking about is phasing someone in that position in my humble, I mean, I'm absolute dog shit. So don't uh, ever listen to me, but I I guess I I find that genuinely amazing and telling of my experience of working with, um, in that arena to some degree, like it's amazing that it's like, I'm sorry. What? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I get I get it you know but it's, it's almost yeah I think to it, everyone thinking about it positively you know there's always going to be something uh, an ingredient that someone brings and it might not be what you expected oh yeah it's, however you need, however you need, after someone needs point, to bring the bag you know how after a point it becomes the 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 name and the story yeah is so popular that then it becomes its, its own self-fulfilling success Mm-mm. no matter what the substance is um, something a quote that stayed with me is from Josh Klinghoffer who said that um, having recorded with Rick Rubin he said oh I, you know if he wanted us to I think he said apparently he said it to him that he was like oh you know if you really want us to you know develop and create something new it's best that you go home <laughs> I thought I thought that was <laughs> I thought that was quite you know wow. and I think yeah yeah I, 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 you know this is not but I just, it personally, in that interviews, in those interviews, on the, I was, what I am trying to say, for, you know, and I'm, we're joking here. I'm, I'm, I don't care for any of that stuff. But it was very, to me, very interesting that some of those concepts were lost on, on someone in, in, in with that kind of stature. It's quite mm. incredible to be in that position yeah, and not really understand those concepts is. To to me, you know, it'd yeah, be, you know, yeah, it'd be like Jimmy Page being like, you you meet Jimmy Page and he'd be like, can you, can you, uh, <laughs> yeah, any, can you tune this? <laughs> you know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like got any of these string string things? Yeah, yeah, you know, um, just like, oh, can you change the string? I 
I honestly don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> you know? know. No. Yeah. That that, that that was my takeaway. Sorry, Matt. I wonder if he changed. I wonder if he changes his own strings. Or does he have like a string butler? Well, Jimbo. Anyway. Jimbo P. <laughs> Jimmy P. I feel like he could um, be one of those guys who's like never changed my strings. Oh yeah. Well, some people like these them to be fresh study. in '62. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a thing, though, right? Some people are really, uh, are really against it. Yeah, I hate it. Yeah, I hate old strings. Um, so my final choice is uh, a new, a newer kind of nice. guy. Um, and I, I was racking my brain as to whether I'd mentioned this before, mm-hmm. but here you go. Um, it's by your next door neighbour, Oliver Arnolds. Oh, lovely. Andrew. And um, his documentary uh, thing called, I'm going to say, Island Songs. Hmm. But in Icelandic, it would be Iceland Songs. Yes. Because, which, no, but I think it's the cleverest thing in the world. Oh, okay. The word island in English, I-S-L-A-N-D, yeah. is how you spell Iceland, but with a little thing, I think. There's a little... Yeah, so it becomes Eastland, but yeah, yeah. Yeah. Similar. similar but it mean, yeah, but I think it's a nice translation because mm. he basically released this album called Iceland Songs or mm. Island Songs. Mm. Iceland is an island, mm. double meaning, beautiful. You what? Hits, hits the English speaking, hits the... Oh, oh everyone yeah. loves it. Thanks. Well, well done. I think that was beautiful. <laughs> uh, but anyway, there's a little... Um, like, I think it's like a 45-minute documentary thing mm. from a few bit years back when the concept behind this uh, album was he went and collaborated with different uh, artists and musicians around the island of Iceland, mm. uh, of which there are many because it's very famous for its its arts. Mm. Um as you know, but each track is with someone else and um, the camera crew he took with him. Oh man, they just do this such a beautiful job of portraying my, in my view, not being Icelandic, but uh, it feels like an honest account of what Iceland is. Mm-hmm. Uh, lots of people living out in nature, just in the sticks, doing the thing. Mm-hmm talks to many different people and then the music they create together is just incredibly beautiful uh and the way it's presented is also incredibly beautiful mm. uh just lots of angelic voices beautiful kind of gray sparse scenes uh it's just very it's very like homely very warm mm. um and i watched it relatively recently um like in the last year i think um but yeah it really really inspired me and really uh in contrast to what we we're talking about before about aliens from the desert and <laughs> uh you know very much that like la thing mm. this is like this feels more like uh, a reflection of what i know uh, in growing up mm. small places in the countryside and humble normal people that could be extraordinary and, you know, make, might make extraordinary things, but it, it's, yeah, it really feels relatable in that sense to me. And like low ego, high art mm. and, um, yeah, very, very inspiring, very inspiring. And it feels like a very, uh, a culture, uh, in general that I could relate to and, and gives me that little, Oh, maybe I should move to Iceland. Uh, sure. that kind of vibe Mate, plenty of space um, there is yeah but um yeah i've just not seen anything like it and again it's uh olive arnold's is known for his piano playing mm. i'd say 
Incredible. So there's a lot of that in there, a lot of classical influence. It just, it, I think it's just beautiful music. I, I actually compare the two, like maybe a more classical version of like Bon Iver. Mm. It's it, it very much in that same camp of just uh, fully formed, mature music. And it's maybe stuff that I wouldn't have got uh, when I, you know, 10 years ago or whatever, maybe even longer, definitely 15 years ago. Where I wanted something a bit more immediate, you know, with that kind of teenage energy or whatever. Mm-hmm. But um the, I think with, yeah, now I'm looking for something with real depth and character that like really adds to my life, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not trying, I'm not trying to flog this, you know, welcome to music is everything. <laughs> like, you know, come, come down for a pint and we'll, while the way, the day we're talking about our lives. Uh, that's not a very good accent, but you get my point. I'm, yeah, it's, I'm having a wholesome day. So, um, yeah, it's definitely wholesome, definitely um, soul enriching, and uh, just just great music at the end of the day. Yeah, I think what he does really well is a like certainly, Isenier is 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 extremely humble. In in in, there isn't that. I wouldn't say there's no ego, but there is you know like I, I think I've spoken about it before it's, it's something I struggled with is is kind of normally I would compliment people and and you know a lot of the people who I've met here I'm familiar with their work and so like I would say to someone oh, I loved your first record or whatever like that's such a you know and that it's just not really done here it's just there's a quiet understanding I think really and that's just kind of people prefer a bit more of a genuine interaction and I think like what he what Oliver does so well is like has a wonderful vein that kind of really invokes that kind of like like a kind of dusty nostalgia but in a kind of warm you know hand knitted wool Lepaloza or something like it's got it's kind of got like everything he does is recorded with such care and like his studio and the equipment there is just incredible and the microphones and everything but also just the full kind of picture and and I think that's kind of what that's kind of his that that presentation and that kind of that 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 kind of delicate love that, that goes into everything and again, you know, we speak about, you know, quality and stuff like that as well. There, there, There is that kind of, you can hear it, you can feel it. Like I say, you can hear the dust in the room type thing. There is this kind of, mm. you know, that wonderfully warm analog thing, you know, all the, all the, all the, all the, all the pros that goes along with those kinds of things. I sure. Think, I think that kind of the sound of the room and this kind of naturality and there's so much space I think it, it it does very well to, and he does very very well to kind of package that in, into a recording, and it and it and it still be full of vigor and life, but just have this kind of wonderful sense of. I can't really put my finger on it, but like a yeah, like a like you say, like a like a kind of humble, uh, um, beauty, you know, uh, yeah, within it, and honest. I think it, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I feel like it's. Of anything I've seen, having been to Iceland a few times, 
of anything I've seen that that translates the impression I had when I was there. Mm-hmm. This is like closest. Sure. Yeah, I would, um, I would agree. And I, that's probably not the intention. Mm. It's probably just a an account. It feels like an account of what happened, sure. of, of you know, this idea, <laughs> sure. let's yeah, go yeah. and collaborate with some people around the island mm-hmm. who I probably know. And, you know, it's, it's very natural, mm-hmm. but yeah, that, yeah, that just kind of, it, yes, maybe it's just an honest account of somewhere I like. Mm-hmm. I, that could be it. That sure. could be it. And I think there's a, there's a nice, um, for me, the, uh, the contemporary, angle on classical stuff mm. less stuffy a bit more open-minded and you know it's not he's not an orchestra guy he's mm. just a guy and uh it's yeah i just really like that it's, it's accessible to me uh both the culturally and musically Absolutely. in a way or at least it feels that way um so it's it, but yeah my biggest take was that's really inspiring yeah I, I I want I want more of whatever that is yeah. in my life generally, and that's I mean, what more can you ask for? Really, that's that's all you need. All you, well, that's all I want is is more of the good stuff. Yeah, well, I think that's I think that's a huge huge part of of all of this is is you are you know us talking about series and what have you earlier and wanting to immerse into into the. the yeah, it's the reason this podcast exists. You know, we're always, there's always something I'm craving. I want to bring closer to me and an idea that I'm, you know, we want to explore, you know, purely we would ring up each other up and be like, oh man, I've been really interested yeah, in this. Yeah. So, you know, I think that's kind of, that's the, for me, the excitement in life. I love, I love that high of, um, it can keep me up at night. I can be some, so, you know, so excited about something. And even for days, I'll be thinking about the same thing I just, I just, you know, I love the idea of swimming in something. I just want to be in that environment and, and, and I know, I think whether it's vicarious or whatever, I think that's what these things are here to do is bring those objects, those ideas closer to you and kind of, you know, hopefully they stick, you know, I think is kind mm-hmm. of the, the dream, right? I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go on then. What's your last one? My last one is, is my new John Fashante. Um, I, I, oh. My love affair for this gentleman is ever increasing, and it's is really taking flight. I just I, I love him. I want to dress like him. I want to play like him. I want to write like him. Uh, and that is Julian Large, incredible jazz musician, who up until fairly recently basically played jazz on a well, it's essentially a, 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 a like a 52 telly mm-hmm. your classic uh, butterscotch black pick guard but it's actually it's not a Fender guitar that he um, he uses uh, but it's, it's it for all intents and purposes it is um, I've been following him for a really long time anyone uh, who's familiar with the podcast is probably sick of me talking about him. I have been trying to learn um, uh, what he does. Um, and for me, he is, I, I was always very excited by Keith Jarrett. Mm. 
as a, for me, that was someone who was using jazz or the ideals of jazz for the good of mankind as opposed to for jazz's sake. And for me, that was so exciting. Like live at Köln, that was like mind altering for me in that. It was like, oh, this is someone using these abilities and modulations and, uh, uh, you know, augmentations and, and uh, you know, substitutions for the sake of melody, for the sake of mm-hmm. telling a story. Again, another kind of improvisation, you know, so this, the live at Kuhn, um, uh, this I think it's still the greatest selling jazz record, I think. Right. Um, Don't know it, it at all. Oh, Matt, Matt, are you ready? Um, it is entirely improvised. Um, mm-hmm. It's solo piano. And piano. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so Keith Jarrett was Miles Davis's keyboard player, uh, piano player. Ah. Um, he's played with many other people since and done a lot of his own solo work. There's an amazing interview with him with Rick Beato, actually, uh, very recently. Um, right. Tragically, he had a stroke not long ago and he's lost the use of his left side. And it's very, for someone of oh, such incredible, incredible knowledge and feel and understanding of music. I mean, I can't think of anything worse personally, but he, he's trooping on, bless him. Um, Yeah. It is a live record, completely improvised. Every night he was just doing a tour, and it's a live, a live, a live record. Mm-hmm. And it's just whatever comes to his head. You can hear him singing the melodies to himself as he does it. Um, and <laughs> kind of famously, he's quite he's quite grunty and quite quite uh, focused in his mm-hmm. in his playing, and it's it's. Yeah, I love that record so much. It's just it just blossoms and just modulates and chains and and just goes off and it's quite rough and ready and you can hear the ideas kind of just falling into place and then off he goes. But it, it obviously just just a kind of uh, what's it like savant level savant level uh, 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 piano player um, and and uh, easily one of my favorite musicians for the longest time and I always wanted someone who was like that on the guitar. And for me, Julian Large is exactly that. Like he embraces all these elements of, 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 you know, standards and jazz and, and, and and kind of a more classical side of playing. And, and and primarily actually kind of like an, almost a more classical, like acoustic side of playing. Oh yeah. Yeah. I get that. Then he brings in all these kind of rock and blues elements and he's playing through a little, you know, I think it's like a little deluxe, and mm. and just you know this this Telecaster and the only thing between him and the amp is, I think just a little boost pedal, uh, nice. uh, the Shine I think it's called Big One, which is basically an API preamp. Um. And yeah, you know he's all volume control and tone control and pickups and well, I mean he's just basically neck pickup, but it's just he's just inc- he's just incredible. His his ability and note choice and phrasing and style is just everything that I'm interested in as a guitar player. Like I say, the the music is maybe the closest that the homework side of my brain has come into, you know, my 
desirable, you know, day-to-day listening. In fact, if anything, it occupies both very firmly. And I love that there's an edge to it, but it's also so melodic and it's so, it's so mature and it's, and it's so inventive as well. There's, there's so many elements that he's bringing in from that jazzier side and, and kind of voice leading and all this kind of stuff that, that works so well when trying to just create beautiful melody and, and tell a story and, you know, and at the same time, he's happy to let it kind of like, what I think is so cool about him is sometimes he's happy to like play something sloppily for a reason. And, 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 and he kind of, there's like almost like not a punkness to it, but like sometimes it, it kind of divulges into a bit of free form and mm-hmm. it, he kind of, it's just, he's just as happy kind of going, you know, kind of throwing his hand up the neck and, you know, kind of thing like yeah, yeah, yeah. as he is, you know, playing something so beautifully pristine and, and, and just perfect. And so the video I've chosen, and it was the one I still remember when I heard about it and, and I saw it, I think it's called, I'll be seeing you live in Los Angeles. Okay. And the beginning of the song that, that on the version, every night is an improvisation. And he's sort of just doing that improvisation and then he counts the band in. It's just a little, okay. little three-piece. And that improvisation is it like, a, like a whole new level. Like, whereas before I was just like, oh my God, they're, you know, jamming in G, what? You know, there's a part where he's kind of playing like a an arpeggio. And then it's almost like piano on the guitar. Like he's just playing this kind of, arpeggio kind of run thing and then just I I don't know like just expanding out into this incredibly difficult kind of the equivalent of a tongue twister on the guitar just his fingers are everywhere just modulating and moving through all these amazing, like it's like a classical movement mm. and the fact that you could improvise something like that just on that level it's not you know it's not diatonic it, and I'm sure you know I'm sure as you know I'm familiar with now with the Mars Volta and the Velocity there are certain paths that you choose and that all makes listening back to it I completely understand that and mm-hmm. that, that that feels easy to me now to, to, you know to that to that degree but just the harmonic complexity and and it, and it's and the the thing is it's just beautiful it's not it's not it's not some angular jazz thing it's not some alan holdsworth whatever it's not pat it's not like you know you know kind of like yeah 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 it, it's just what i call cheesy jazz yeah, just, just. Sorry. Just, yeah, but it is. It's for me. That's just the wrong. It's just the wrong reason. Mm. It's got a class, a very strong classicism to it, and yeah, and I just, I just think it's incredible. I just think it's incredible. I, 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 there's a website. I think it's called like something, something with the masters. Just, um, I was telling my wife about this, but I don't think. Um, you, I think you'll care much more than she did. You know, when you're like, oh, I wonder if this exists. 
And you were like, wouldn't it be amazing if that existed? Pick any invention, whether it's just a really good cheese grater. You're not talking about like that, is it Masterclass, whatever it's called, uh, oh, where on. people teach you, teach you stuff. No, actually, it's called playlikethegreats.com. Oh. And I was like, ah, oh, I am humbly trying to learn some of these and try and understand them as well, and like see what he's doing and try and, you know, apply that and to my own playing, along with my own practice. Something I'm really excited about at the moment. And I was like, oh, wouldn't it be great if someone had just transcribed the record or a, one, one, I'll take one song. I'll take one person and not like, hi, my name's, you know, Jeff McCormack. This is my first trab, you know, <laughs> or whatever. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. I've like tuned a, it a, to C. Pro- I'm tuned to C, but just put a capo on the get the fuck out here, <laughs> No time for that. It's the worst. What do you mean capo? That used to be at ultimateguitar.com. Oh. You know, all the, which one's good? Oh, they're all in different keys. Horrible. They're all different. All, and I, I like no some of them have got five stars and you're like, no, like <laughs> just in random tunings, cap, like as soon as I see Capo, no. Um, So yeah, that, this guy has gone through every single record and wow. transcribed every single song and he, he charges, I mean, $5 for it and I will be happily paying, oh, that's great. paying that and I'm going to sit and I'm going to learn those songs. Um, nice, but yeah. So he he's just he's my guy at the moment. I'm, I'm yeah. this. I get the impression of, that you like him. I yeah, saying, I do, Matt. That's actually. a solid a solid takeaway. I, lo- I love him. <laughs> I just love him. I just want to be with him. You know, that took a turn. Yeah, yeah right. Dad, nice. I love him, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he's great, and he dresses great, and I bet he smells great. And that's the most important thing. I honestly, think. yeah. And he's he sounds absolutely delightful, humble, okay. softly spoken gentleman. Plays like a demon. Um, so, yeah, anyone that's kind of teetering need. on, you know, what, you know, jazz, uh, he's your guy. And honestly, okay. check out this, this, um, the song's brilliant, but, and his most recent album. Room for a view, view, view for it's a take on that saying. Room, room for a view, view, view for a room. Okay, I heartily view, view with a room. Oh, here we go. Um, just, just absorb. It's it's beautiful. Nice. It's beautiful. Well, there you go. That's like three each of old and news inspiration to the max. We'll stick a link to a YouTube playlist. In the description below. And maybe, and then, uh, guys, guys, oh, yeah. what's guys. your feelings? What are your on, top three Chuck in, chuck in some classics. Yeah. Or, some, or maybe some like, to be honest, I was thinking yeah. there'd be loads that we all have our personal faves. Yeah. There'd be loads that I don't know or mm. we don't know that you know. Yeah. So just chuck it in. Maybe chuck it in our Discord or put it somewhere else. But somewhere that everyone can see it, and yeah. then we'll, we'll get the sharing going down. Yeah, man. Um, What's your take? What's your in the answers in the comments, guys? Just <laughs> link us in the comments down below, and make sure you like and subscribe, and tell us about yeah. your favorite videos. Um, 
You know, but actually, I, I really feel like my list needs a, uh, a bit of a refresh. So I'd be quite intrigued to see uh-huh. some new some new stuff because it's it's a I, new music. Yeah, I've got loads of it, but I I don't often go. Oh, I'm listening to this. Maybe I'll search for them on YouTube and see what behind the scenes videos. You're have an got idiot. Out. Then I do that every day. Why do we? I don't know. I miss it. Maybe it's just my old process. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just I just get stuck into an album, and that's me. Okay. And uh, talking of uh, new things and refreshing albums, and new music and new life. Yeah, talking of being fresh and cool and down with the kids. Yeah. My track of the week is uh, a new song by. Uh, a band that I've come into contact with reasonably recently, but quite like. Uh, they're very popular. They're very good. Uh, full of what you describe as law, Andrew. Mm. Um, uh, it's it's the song called Chokehold by the band Sleep Token. No, it's an absolute vibe, isn't it? It's a great vibe. Yeah. yeah, it's a. Who did his voice remind me of? Like. Kind of reminds me of the we, mate, oh, mate the dude from Don Broco. This is yeah, Don sure. Broco in yeah, there. Yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, that baritone. Uh, so I, yeah, it's my friend showed me it the other day. It's a bit of a banger. Yes, um, for cool. those who don't know, Sleep Token are a very good brand. They, the law thing I was on about, it's all masks. They're mm. all the the, uh, the members are named Vessel One, Two, Three, and Four. Mm. Uh, they've done one interview. No one knows who they are. Maybe some people do on Reddit. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of mystery. It's all about the performance. Um, they've got some, uh, according to Wikipedia, they've got some influences close to my heart, which is maybe why I like them. Nice. Yeah, leprosies and Agent Frescoes and all mm-hmm. that noise. Um, yeah, so it's a great song. It's off an upcoming album, I believe. I can't remember the name of the album, so watch me unprofessionally look through my phone. Um, you're being professional. You get. You're looking. You're looking up the source, and you're getting it correct. That's more professional than any. This is true, and I also there. cited Wikipedia as my source. So you know, I'm being honest there. Yeah, take me back to Eden, which okay. is. Oh, it looks like what they've done. I'm guessing is released one song at a time because currently I can see five tracks, and there are twelve. It's um, classic. Oh, it's due out on the 19th of May. Get it's it. Coming in at one hour four minutes. It's good. But yeah, it's really good. I really like the artwork. I like the, again, I like the, I just like the vision. I like the quality. I like the concept. And actually, in this case, I really enjoy the song. Mm-hmm. I was, funny enough, you say that. In the preamble to my choice, I was going to say, there are a lot of bands in a really cool place right now, I think. We keep mm. getting, um, again, a, uh, uh, Bad Omens and Sleep Token. Um, shout out to Calva Louise. Uh, we had her in the playlist the other day. Again, um, uh, who's the other band who are kind of really in that pocket at the moment? Uh, the singer is a lady and she has blue hair and, and really likes her. And Paramore? Not Paramore. Um, for Kobe Heavy they had a song called Something Garden they I like them they had a song and that little girl from something like Britain's Got Something or America's Got Something and she (laughs) sang it and now she's got a record deal Um, and they had a song that's like 
blood into wine and da 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 my body instead. You know? It's going to no drive idea. me insane. And everyone okay. else listening along are going to say, Andrew, it's this well, band. You is that your pick? No. Your my damn. pick <laughs> is the band Void of Vision. Oh. Who were brought oh. to uh, my uh, attention um, in I actually know. the playlist um, last okay. week. So, yeah, we had, um, we, um, we just had like, there's loads of bands in that ilk who are just, who just slap, basically. Um, nice. And I. Oh, it's going to drive me in not bad omens, but bad omens, shout out to bad omens. They're kind of doing some pretty cool stuff at the moment. All in this kind of pseudo electronic, pseudo kind of metal heavy, but then also like big old it's quite dy- pop song. quite dystopic, I find. Yes. Quite like future, but it could be, if The Matrix came out now, a song like that would probably be on the soundtrack. Sure. Do you see what, do you yeah, see what yeah, I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. That, Rob that kind of, yeah. It's going to drive me to drive me insane. What are they called? Whilst you're ah! looking, I don't know. Anne, what? <laughs> Anne, why do we live stream anymore? It'd be yeah, I know. it'd be great if she we could just we have a little earpiece. Well, okay. Answers, answers oh, in the please, comments. Please, please. I know who go. they are. I can see the girl. They're doing so well. They're touring everywhere at the moment. Matt, you know who they are. You need to pull your weight. Okay. It is. Uh, it is. It is. I just saw a girl. The, with Spirit blue Box. Hair. Oh, Spirit Box. Where were yeah, you? Yeah, Spirit Box and Sleep Token have quite similar names. I quite <sighs> I get confused. Live, that anyway. was. No editing. Um there you go. so yeah, so in that kind of thing, Void of Visions is my pick. They are a um a band from uh, Australia. I think they were formed in 2013. Um, okay. I think they have, um, I, I think they've just released a new um, record. Um, and that is very, very good. And I think the song that we heard, thanks for losing my place. I think Into the Dark was the song um, that we heard. Okay. Um, but again, similar kind of thing. Uh, uh, well, it's similar kind of thing. There's like a strong kind of electronic basis, big old riffs, um, and then also just big old chunk of song in there as well. And that's nice. That's, that's all the kind of boxes. So we keep getting songs in our oh, playlists. We keep getting bangers, and we're like, oh, what is this? And then I'm like, oh, it's gonna it's gonna drop any second. And then it is absolutely huge. I feel like this vein. You know, thanks to Bring Me the Horizon for really. I'd say it's more of an artery these days. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there you go. Anyway, so if you like the sound of that, it'll be in our this week's playlist. If you want to add to that playlist, you can Uh, Instagram or social media or the playlist itself. Um, Links below. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. I hope you've been inspired. We have, and yeah, we'll see you next Tuesday. Bye, everyone.